Today is Tuesday, March 25th, 2014, and this is Radio Wave. Good evening, everyone, and thank you for joining us on tonight's broadcast of Radio Wave. Tonight, uh, we're going to do something a little bit uh, different than what we normally do. Uh, we actually, uh, a friend of Medjugorje was going to be uh, out of town, and uh, generally in the past, if something like that has ever had ever been an issue where a friend of Medjugorje would not be present, we would pull back into our archives and pull out a little bit of uh, something from our past uh, to play for you. And uh, tonight, that is not the case tonight. Uh, tonight, we actually uh, pre-taped uh, tonight's show several days ago. Now, uh, now that uh, might, might sound to be a little bit, uh, a little bit strange or a little bit different, and this is the first time that we've done anything like this, but uh, a number of days ago, a friend of Medjugorje, knowing that he was going to be out of town, uh, came into the studio, we prayed to the Holy Spirit, and uh, we recorded a broadcast for tonight. And uh, so uh, we'll see uh, throughout the course of the broadcast some of the things that uh, we, we know we're definitely inspired by the Holy Spirit. And so before we continue into the pre-taped show, uh, Joan is going to read for us the message tonight. Our Lady of Medjugorje's March 25th, 2014, monthly message to the world. Dear children, I am calling you anew. Begin the battle against sin as in the first days. Go to confession and decide for holiness. The love of God will begin to flow through you into the world. Peace will begin to rule in your hearts, and God's blessing will fill you. I am with you and intercede for all of you before my Son, Jesus. Thank you for having responded to my call. And uh, just before, again, before we begin the pre-taped show, a number of thoughts to share with you. Uh, in the recent days, a friend of Medjugorje has been speaking a lot about uh, being filled to capacity. And uh, he just recently spoke about this in a series of talks that he gave in Ohio. He was sharing his testimony and his experience with Our Lady about what Our Lady does in filling us to capacity. And when we pre-taped the show on Saturday, a friend of Medjugorje went deeper into that and what it means to really be filled to capacity, what it takes for that to happen, and uh, particularly uh, prayer, reconciliation. He mentioned specifically confession and uh, also a number of other different things that he had also spoken about uh, on a number of different topics. So there's actually several topics covered through the course of the pre-taped show that you're going to hear tonight. And how that connects to the message today, which... Again, a friend of Medjugorje did not have 
uh, privy knowledge about what Our Lady was going to speak, but my image of what I see in Our Lady's message is if you had a flowing river, but it was obstructed by some kind of branches or something that was blocking the flow, then that water couldn't move smoothly through, and you would not have the amount of water that was moving through. And so in the same way that we can have obstructions in our own spiritual life, if we're not following the message, if we're not praying, if we're not fasting, if we're not going to confession regularly, those kinds of things, then we can't have peace in our hearts, and God can't fill us. And so a friend of Medjugorje, with his whole speaking about being able to increase the capacity to receive this blessing of God is very much in what he was speaking about today. And and we see really uh, this weaving of the message in what he also spoke about just a couple of days ago. So we are excited to see that, knowing that the Holy Spirit could uh, had to have been involved with the things that he was speaking, knowing what Our Lady would be speaking to us today. One thing that he mentions in the course of the pre-tape show that you're going to hear Uh, shortly here, is uh, he mentions about um, God is going to defeat Satan through us. And uh, we certainly see the threads of that in the message where where Our Lady tells us that God will will begin, the love of God will begin to flow through us into the world. And later on, actually answering a question which had, which did not, was not speaking about the same topic. He was actually speaking about a different topic. Yeah, I recall uh, one of the lines where he says, uh, all of heaven... Uh, must be praying for us to win this battle. And you're going to hear some of that threaded throughout the course of the uh, broadcast tonight in the uh, pre-taped show. So again, uh, what we're about to play for you is uh, was recorded, I believe it was this last Saturday. Uh, and so um, if Joan had anything else that she wanted to say before we went into that. Just that there's always words that kind of jump out at you whenever Our Lady gives the message. And this word battle is one of those words. It's kind of significant within the message. And it comes up quite frequently in the discussion with a friend of Medjugorje. So this is very much a part of the message and where a friend of Medjugorje's thoughts were a few days ago, that this battle that we're in, Satan wants to win the battle. We're being asked by Our Lady to win the battle against sin, and she shows us how to do that, and a friend of Medjugorje helps us to understand that as well in his discussion tonight. And so without any further delay, we'll now go to the pre-taped show that was taped a few days ago. Joining us on tonight's broadcast of Radio Wave, our host is a friend of Medjugorje, and uh, we're pre-taping the show. A friend of Medjugorje is uh, going to be out of town uh, during the course of Our Lady's 25th message, so what we're saying to you tonight is actually being recorded a few days in advance, but uh, the day that you'll be hearing this will be March the 25th, 2014, a very significant day in the world, a significant day in the Medjugorje world and also in the world, for it was on this day, 2014 years ago, that God became man into the body of the Virgin Mary and the Annunciation. And so that's a very important feast for our community. It's a very important feast for the world. And uh, I can tell you a number of years ago, we brought the statue of Our Lady from our nativity out to the field on the Feast of the Annunciation. And a friend of Medjugorje spoke to the community and he asked each one of us to make a decision for God completely with all of our hearts to uh, give God everything without reserve. And it was a very defining moment in our community. And our community went through an incredible and 
wonderful purification uh, as a result of uh, many prayers, but also leading up to that and making this commitment, a renewed commitment to God. And so in our, the latest days, Our Lady's been speaking very strong to us, and a friend of Medjugorje tonight is also going to be sharing some of that with you. So as we begin this broadcast, we ask you to open your hearts in prayer as we turn Radio Wave over to our host, a friend of Medjugorje. And it is a beautiful thing to be able to walk with Our Lady, to have, even when we pre-tape, not even knowing the message, that we can address the message. Often it's said, even in the priests in the beginning days in Medjugorje, they'd hear what Our Lady was going to say a few days later through the priest. And so it is, the message that we dwell into, the message we dive into every day here in our community, and many of you also, also the same, we can't say that it's the same thing. I just like says because we, you might hear it through a priest or something, or something like he says, it's not the same thing. And it was very prevalent through the eighties and through the nineties and really into the early up to probably two thousand three or four or five that the response about all these messages was repetitious. This is everybody in the magical world. We've drilled and drilled and drilled since the late 80s that these messages are not repetitious. And if I heard it once, I heard it a thousand times. I know through the 90s, all the way up to there, easily. And it's our hope that we've said this enough that people are at least pausing. We've got enough people who listen to this to realize, hey, maybe these things aren't repetitious. But what happens, people get into this thing and they say, well, I, look, I lay these messages. They just read it. And they say, oh, she said the same thing I heard one of the main Franciscans in Medjugorje say, Ali is just repeating the gospel. She's saying the same old thing. And that was a prevailing thought even among the Franciscans. Why is that? Why is it that some, and well, everybody, the whole, or the whole, everybody is bringing groups to Medjugorje. We're not interested in the messages. It was only the testimonies and the people's conversion. But what got my attention when our lady says, I'm going to give messages as never before in the history of the world since the very beginning. I started looking at this as something I'm missing here, something I see in. I realized our lady says you must pray to comprehend the messages. When I did that, I began to see things. I began to realize that I had to pray. I had to fast. I had to do penance. I had to convert. And when I did this four basic things, I began to see what I couldn't see before. There's not there's things to the messages that you cannot see, you will not see if you're not praying, if you're not fasting, if you don't have peace, if you're not reconciling and doing penance. Why? Because you don't have the capacity to hear it. You won't hear it. This is why we've we've drilled over and over and over for years for now for our two and a half, almost three decades for ourselves that the messages have a mystery in them. That mystery cannot be discovered until your capacity to understand them is increased. You can't increase that capacity until you fast, until you pray, until you do penance, until you reconcile, do confession. Then God can open something to you and you can see what you didn't see there before. And once you see that in that message, it causes you to grow because God opens that capacity for you and then he fills it. And then you have to add to that again your prayer, your fasting, your peace, your penance for God to again increase your capacity that the same message you read before, a month before, 
a week before, a year before, will speak to you again. Nobody had this concept. It wasn't heard and repeated. It was revealed from going to the Cross Mountain in Medjugorje and Apparition Mountain every day to help me understand the message. Made me see what I don't see. I don't. You keep talking about these messages. I don't see it, Mary. I couldn't see it because I didn't have the capacity to see it. I couldn't build the tabernacle of our Lady's messages because I was thinking more of a metal building. But the more I pray, the more my capacity increased, I realized what I couldn't tackle or wasn't willing to tackle, even to raise the money and take on something such a big project, that my capacity wasn't big enough to absorb that. There's things God wants to tell you right now, but you don't have the capacity to hear it. You can't be open to it. And if he did tell it to you, wouldn't even, you wouldn't understand it. It's like the story I've told about the Buddhists. I took the Medjugorje. Every pilgrim on the trip says, tell them to be Catholics. I'm going to go to Mass. I said, leave them alone. In other words, they don't have the capacity to hear that. My job is leading this pilgrimage, when I was leading them in the beginning days for the first 10 years, is just to get them to convert to Our Lady and love her, fall in love with the Lady. And then maybe they'll pray the rosary. Then they'll maybe listen a little bit more. We go home, six months later, he calls me and says, I just read the message and it says, go to Holy Mass. I say, yes. He said, well, I'm not Catholic. I says, I know. See, it started, he started to see, he read the messages about Mass before. He saw us going to Mass. He didn't have the capacity for the Holy Spirit to even tell him, I want you to go to Holy Mass. But after he prayed those six months, after he opened up to it, it resulted in him hearing that, going to Mass, and realizing he's got to make a decision to be a Christian. And he did become Catholic. And so we have to understand, anybody that comes and tells you this is repetitious, I don't care how intellectual they are, I don't care how theologically they are, or they're taught and what degrees they have, and most of them at those degrees just look at this and say this is just repetition. You don't hear it as much because, again, we've got tons and tons of material all over the place. We speak about it often. But there's still those, especially on the intellectual side, that it's just, these are just simple messages. Words from Heaven is headed toward its 14th edition. It's almost two inches thick. Why is our lady speaking so much to us? Because she has to confront the barrage of the prodigies of the devil through all the systems and electronic and everything assaulting us because we want less and less by we're doing more and more. We want more brief texts coming through the phones. We want more of this. The whole society is driven by this. And yet there's so much useless words. It's a lie. It's really a distortion of logic. Someone sent this, a friend sent this to us about the word lie. It's among the smallest in the English language. But when used, the lie truly is the most deadly. We hear lies all day long. Everybody talks about that. An untruthful statement, written or spoken, never accords with the reality of a given situation. In other words, it's a baseless thought. However, you send, it sends the mind on a whirlwind of incomprehension. We see people who lie begin to believe their own lies. They say so many lies. And if you start beginning to live your own lives, you start living lie. And that's what's happened to us, and that's why lies coming. Whereas truthful statement, written or spoken, 
Of course, the reality of being described, the mind considers that reality and provides correct responses. We don't have anything to match up in life to live truth. That's why our lady's coming. She's trying to explain that to us. Because beyond that, not having a correct response, the lie provides a mental ammunition to battle with the facts of life. So you hear people wanting to talk about abomination. You hear people want to talk about abortion. You hear people want to argue all the points of being immoral. You don't have a right to tell me what to do. But that can't happen without causing a rippling, or rather a crippling effect on the mind's ability to function logically. So lying society causes illogical functions in the society. For example, decades ago, Richard W. Withrow identified a natural law of right behavior. He named it the law of absolute right, calling for people's thoughts and behavior to accord with the realities of life to be expressed honestly. Who's honest today? Who expresses their life honestly? Who lives honestly today? Very few. Our lady's come to teach us this. And you think it's repetitious? You live a lie because you're not praying to see the capacity that needs to be increased in you to grasp these messages are not repetition. They're profound. Our lady said, live the profoundness of my message. Whenever a thought and action did not accord the reality of the lies and lies were used, Rather, I'll call the lies distortion of logic, resulting in a false-hearted conclusion. So the activity of those two schools of thought and behavior forces people to have a lifetime of recurring mental confusion. We have people walking around mental confusion. I can't think. I can't see truth. I don't know which way to think. How am I supposed to think? Where's lie? Where's reality? Our God, the Creator, has a pure language for rationale. That's honest thought and behavior assures death to death to the lie and life for people. So if you live a lie, it causes the death of a lie for your death. So we have to understand these messages in a way that what is coming to do to us is to make us choose God, to help us see God, She's asking us to pledge our allegiance to the Lamb. It's a lady who said, November 25th, 1991, pray that you may, rather, pray that you might be able to comprehend what God's desire is to tell you through my presence and through the messages I'm giving you. Did you hear what she said? She's just repeating the same thing month after month, year after year. And even the Franciscans and Medjugorje was saying the same things. No, that's not correct. God has to increase your capacity to understand more about the messages. And he can only do that when you open yourself for an increase of capacity. Then when you pray, when you're fasting, when you're in peace, and when you're doing penance, then and only then can God increase your capacity. He's going to fill that capacity, and then you'll be filled. You'll have to make more room. The only way to continue that is the mounting of your prayer, your fasting, your peace, your penance for God again to increase that capacity. Our lady just told us on February 2nd, 2014. My children, by means of a blessing, God's grace will descend upon you and you will be able to retain it through fasting, prayer, purification, and reconciliation. 
So once you've got your capacity open, you start discovering these messages that they are profound, that they speak differently as your capacity grows, as you mature in the walk of the life, as God gives you cognition, those personal experiences from your point of view and your view of your life. You can only retain that capacity already gained and increase that capacity by prayer, fasting, peace, and penance. It's an amazing thing. It's a, it's a mystery of the messages. I'm just telling you and showing you how I've understood the messages, how God speaks to me, how I see what I see. There's things I'm telling you, Our Lady wants to tell you right now. The Holy Spirit is waiting to get in your heart. But there's no room. There's no place for Him to dwell. And once you discover this, and you make room in your, your heart for this, and you like to make way for what He reveals to you, and you're willing to change the direction of your life, you'll be graduated to the next level. And you'll say, wow, I never saw this before. I never understood this before. And you say, is this correct? Look at our lady's words. you believe the apparitions? Pray that you might be able to comprehend what God's desire desires to tell you through my presence. You have to have an increased capacity to understand what he's telling through her presence. And through the messages I'm giving you. You read the messages why she's saying these words. She's telling you, you don't comprehend them. She's telling you you're reading them. But you got to understand what God's comprehended desire is to tell you through the presence and through the messages. So just read them. You don't get it. You're not going to understand what to do. People read them on the 25th. They go back to their work. They do what they do. They don't have any increase in capacity to grasp the significance of that. It's an amazing thing. Don't distort the logic by reading things like this is news and just like CNN or Fox or ABC or whatever that you can compare this to the same thing or reading something else. This is different. I will give message as never before in the history of the world since its very beginning. Do you understand? You've got to afford it in a time of grace something that will increase your capacity to deal with the future that those won't who will not have that increased capacity, who did not walk with their lady, is going to suffer. They won't even grasp what's taking place. They won't even know the events that's taking place. Even today, things that's happening, what we just talked about on the 18th, and then on Mesonomics a few days later. You're walking with God in the cool of the evening, just like Adam did. Our lady's coming and telling us the thought of God. And you can't read it by ink on paper. You can only comprehend it through prayer. Where do you start? What is she asking? She wants our allegiance to her lamb, to Jesus. She wants us, just like the Christians long ago, even when they were brought before the tyrant's throne, she wants to fill us with his cognition so we can deal with that. And if they just would denounce Christ, they'd spare their life. This is confronting us today. So it's time you understand these messages that you'll pledge to pray to understand them, to get instructions about what you're supposed to do, and thereby pledge allegiance to Jesus Christ himself.
Over the course of this year, starting in January, mostly through the second of the month apparitions, Our Lady has been emphasizing humility, humbleness, in every message from January 2nd, she talks about that we must have pure and humble hearts and that our hearts won't open because they're not humble. And February 2nd, she talks about not humility so much, but sincerity. And that certainly is a, a synonym of, of humility and humbleness. March 2nd, she speaks about having humble devotion. March 18th, she wants us to be taught humility, that we won't be able to feel the joy of humility. And I remember you, you speak often about the message in 2011 when Our Lady says evil or pride has come to rule. That Do you think that's a, there's a connection between that message in which she's warning us pride has come to rule and her emphasis, especially this year with the events going on now, that humility is a key uh, virtue that she's saying we must increase this in our lives. Well, Putin, before uh, before the Olympics, took the Black Madonna, as we talked about on the air the other day, flew it over the Black, Black Sea, and now we know it was because their plans was thinking about annex and taking over. Annex is a nice word that cities do, which is a lot of illegal activity, too. And that they they use this image, this sacred image, like a lucky charm, because it can't work for them. The arrogance of Putin just signing over a country and taking it over. Where is God going to dwell there? This is hardness. Our Lady actually said March 18th, pray with me for those who do not accept me and do not follow me. Well, he has a, he, he has a plane, a military flying plane fly the Black Madonna over. And, they, and Russia does this. They've done this on several occasions. They did it against the Germans in World War II. So they they do this more of of, of something that's um, mystic of luck rather than something holy because they don't have the ingredients for it to work. Those who, because of hardness of hearts, cannot feel the joy of humility, devotion, and peace and love. There's no peace and love in there. There's no humility. God cannot act with the absence of humility. There's no, no place for that to go. That's why when your enemy strikes you or your enemy slanders, your enemy wants to crush you, you respond back to the humility. you got all the power in the world through humility because you depend on God to rectify that. Our victories at Caritas are repeated. We have enemies, and repeatedly we've won. Why? Because we're not going to fight them. We're not going to. We're not going to respond back. And yes, we're damaged by that often. It damages our reputation. But we're still here, and we grow from this destruction, and able to go with more construction. We get bigger through it. It's a purpose to that. God allows these things, and only if you go the path of humility can you win. So, our ladies actually gave me the personal message, live in humility. That's why I don't sign my name. People want me to sign my name. They want me to sign my name to my material simply because they want to be able to use that against me. I understand that through wisdom and through prayer. It's my enemies. Why don't you sign his name? He's scared. I'm not, I'm, you, you want to know all right? I'm not scared to write anything. You've read the material. 
but I'm not interested in putting my name across a book bigger than the title. And I'm not interested in putting it on it at all. That's why it's just a friend of Mejigoria. But that's origin and and concretely, concretely connected to Our Lady when she said live in humility. So you can't want to be known. You can't want to run an organization like Caritas. You can't want to be in the forefront, all of which I did, and I gave it to three priests, and bizarre things happened that stopped and prevented it. And I find myself where I'm sitting because God put me here. And I don't, I don't care to convince anybody of that. But this is for everybody. This is everybody has to walk with God to realize you're nothing. And what I wrote in Prayer for the Boat of God, our daily consecration here, we're naked, weak, and wretched. Even if I labored to eternity for you, I still cannot stand before you, God, and say I married anything. When you do that, when you walk it that way, then what you do is you put, you put God with you. Christ is, is here to win. He's not here to lose. We think he lost at Calvary, or people do, uh, the people back then thought he lost. But he comes out of nowhere, and he's able to, to win. And we've gone many years down this road. We've got 33 years coming up. And yet, can we say that there was one single day wasted? And there's been tough times through Medjugorje. There's been difficulties in what we do. But if we love what she's commanded us to, he, as he loved, we can always go on. We're in war. Our Lady said it. Again, August 2nd, 1981. You should have this memorized by now. And you should memorize it. A great struggle is about to unfold between my son and Satan. Human souls are at stake. The more Our Lady converts people and brings souls to her son, Jesus Christ, the more Christ will win. And he's not here to lose this battle. He's here to fight. And he's fighting through Our Lady. Our Lady is doing the greatest insult to the devil by using us to fight against Satan and cling to her. The method of that is humility because he could say if he defeated Christ, well, that was God. And he can even say if he defeated Our Lady, well, she's got all the power of God behind her. But we're with Satan. We're born with the original sin. And for us to escape his clutches, being in his hands 20 years, 34 years, 60 years, 70 years, our whole life, and turn away from him is the greatest insult to his pride. Because we are nothing. We're nothing but dirt. And then that humility of understanding our ways and defeating Satan is the greatest salt we can put in his wounds. And we can't do it. It's our lady who does it. So Christ is going to win. And we can say and proclaim, Christ has won. And Christ will win. Strong enough to take his love. 
One of the purposes of Radio Wave, I can tell you a number of years ago when uh, Radio Wave first started, uh, of course, Medjugorje.com was started first, and then when Radio Wave first got started, I remember one of the things a friend of Medjugorje said very, very strongly in our discussions about it and and uh, kind of moving ahead with that, asking them, basically just having the Holy Spirit make everything work out the way that it did, is he said, I, I want to be able to connect people across the world that there, people don't have someone to talk to about the message. They don't have anyone to uh, to speak about the message, no one to give them direction about the message, no one to, to who's on the same wavelength as them when it comes to the message, and to teach them. And uh, part of the reasons why we started Radio Wave, and really one of the main reasons was to connect people all across the world who didn't have a support group, a support base, uh, their spouse may not be with them, their children may not be with them, or they might live alone. And we know that throughout the world tonight, there's some of you who are like that tonight. And uh, the direction that you're getting on this broadcast, you, you know from what you hear, you're hearing a lot of different things. You hear a lot of insight from different angles that you would never hear anywhere else. And so I wanted to ask a friend of Medjugorje tonight, 
uh, that uh, for those people out there who are alone, who don't have somebody, or who do have someone, but that person is not with them, what would you say to them tonight, connecting them with, uh, not only with us here and what Our Lady has done here, but also connecting them with all the rest of the Medjugorje people around the world who are listening tonight? What, uh, what would you say to them tonight? Well, that triggers my memory because I remember that years ago we talked to, um, I got everybody together and put this concept together that that we in community would receive the message and we could talk about it together. We'd go to dinner or lunch or whatever the next day and we were talking about the message. And to be out there in your house somewhere and nobody, nobody else in Medjugorje, it was really no immediate, you might go to a prayer group three days later, but they didn't have anybody just they could talk to. So the whole idea was to unite the family of Our Lady, her children, and and have this discussion and the insights of of we who actually have this transforming our life. Our Lady said the message, trans, read my messages every day and transform them into life. And she didn't mean once you read one message, you can discard it. She means through that, you'll grow spiritually, your capacity increases, the same message you pick three weeks down the road, will say something different to your state or your situation or things that's going to happen that day to you in an increased capacity. And so God wants to increase the grace in us. He wants to grow in holiness. And the more you grow that, the greater the, greater the illumination. That's why you can rise above the news. You can see things nobody else can see. And that becomes very frustrating like the prophets, what they experienced. You, you're beginning to see things that nobody else can see. The messages get you there. If you advance in this, and really your whole our life, three hours a day of prayer, our life is the message. Everything we do all day long is centered. Today, this is pre-taped. Today's a Saturday work day. But through this Saturday, we're able to, to build our life around the message. And it's a beautiful thing, and it's a gift. We, we aren't privileged. It's just a gift, and the people that come here have to choose this, and it is something with us. But we know... Through that, and speaking to you who listen to this and those who later listen to it, even years down the road of the transcripts, 100 years from now, we, we understand that 100 years from now, people will want to know when the magnitude of the apparitions of daily apparitions end and how big Medjugorje was, they're going to go to those sources who was the closest to it, who was deeply involved with it. So we don't go to work somewhere else. Our work is the message. Our life is the message. Our whole thought process is the message. Even Medjugorje's offset. Their, their life is a souvenir shop. So they, they're, they're, they're not so much into the message. In fact, when we started the message and distributed them in the village, some of them cried because they didn't know Our Lady. This is years ago. They didn't know Our Lady was still giving a 25th message. It's an amazing thing. So how can that be? Well, you've got historic museums or historic sites around you where you live. When's the last time you've been there? People don't, in the home, a prophet's not known in the home, his own hometown. You grow accustomed to those things, it's no big deal. And so where people are thriving to get near the visionary or spend all night to see Mariana and just, they saw him for the first time and they think, wow, I saw a visionary. Somebody's going to be a saint one day. They pass the villagers every day. It's just, it's just Mariana or it's just Maria. And so it is important that we pause, we stop, we reflect on these message to know that God is with us. Our Lady gave 
her message, and, and that's what she's trying to do, is build trust. She wants us to have trust in the Father. On March 2nd, this month, Our Lady gave her an incredible message where she says, trust six times. She said, she said, therefore, my children, apostles of my love, pray. Pray with humble devotion, obedience, and complete trust in the Heavenly Father. She wants to lead you to the Father because He's with us. We feel that. We know He's with us. There's none of our children here that wouldn't think to tell you if you ask them, it's got close to y'all here. Our Lady gave a message long ago that says, God is near you. Another message, God, heaven has never been so close. So he's with us, and we can trust God. And I'm saying that, trust in the Heavenly Father. Then she goes on and says, trust as I have trusted when it was said to me that I will bring the blessing of the promise. There we go, the promise again. And this all just started. This word, these words about the promise were said. She said much in the beginning, and now in the last couple, three months, she's saying a lot about promise. And, of course, we've talked about that, that promise is interchangeable to mean sign. May out of your heart and your lips always come forth, may your will be done. This is our life here. We want to be that way. We want to be an example to that. We want to just do that, not as an example or show, be showy, but this is what we live. Whatever God wants here, he can have because we surrender it, even if it's against our liking. If it's against our spiritual palate, even if it's against our, our physical palate, whatever he wants to do, we're okay with. We may not like it because God doesn't always send pleasantries. Our lady goes on and says, Therefore trust and pray so that I may, so that I can intercede for you before the Lord for him to give you the heavenly blessing. She goes on and says about the be my apostles of love and will help them, the non-believers, to call him Father with complete trust. Pray for your shepherds and place your trust in their blessed hands. The thing that we have to see, one of the major things our lady is saying is God is with you. I want you to remember that. I don't want when you lose hope, when you're shaken in your faith. I don't want you to stretch your hand out toward me and be in doubt. God's with you. We all can trust in our God. He's always here. He always was. He always will be. Our hope is in that. And thank God, in this deepest doubt of the world has right now, of where God is, we have the Holy Virgin Mary coming to tell us these things. You're gonna make it There's a hand stretched out Through your 
this song there's a verse that says we can't pretend to see the ending or what's coming up ahead to know the story of tomorrow but we can stay close to the one who knows so i'm going to ask you a question knowing that you don't know what's what is really coming around the corner but do you have a sense of what's going on in heaven right now in this battle that we're preparing for that our lady said on August 2nd, 1981, that we're entering into a battle between Jesus and Satan. And in any battle, there's a process of planning and choosing who's going to take what roles and and leading up to the battlefield and preparing the battlefield for the battle. And then finally, that engagement that happens. Where, what is your sense of where we're at in that process? Well, he's come with angels as far as the visionaries can see out into the heavens. Even describing them as many as the cosmos in the field, Maria saw it with us once when we were together, of a community. And there's there's probably a million flowers over several acres of cosmos flowers. And so they've seen this, and we know that heaven's attention is has to be on the Virgin Mary. When John Paul was seen by Yvonne, he said that John, John Paul was incredibly happy and he never turned but stared at the Virgin Mary just seeing the sight of her in heaven that Ivan was allowed to see because he never saw him in the earth he never met John Paul and he allowed him to see him in heaven looking at her it's always struck me really incredibly that all of heaven's watching her 
In other words, people go to sports, they, they look at their team. They're looking at, she's the team player. She's the leader of, of a battle. St. Joan of Arc had uh, St. Catherine come visit her, said St. Michael come train in her. All of heaven, you know, they like a good sports game too. <laughs> so they're all, their attention has to be on. I can't say what's happening in heaven, but I can't not believe that all of heaven is not praying in union with us for their loved ones that we win this battle. One of the biggest chasmic battles in the history of the world. And so Jesus was trying to win us over to become Christian. She's trying to restore Christianity because it's lost. It's, it's capacity to understand God and who he is and what he's about is very, very small. And so she's coming to broaden that to make us understand. She says, you imagine God is who you think he is, not as he truly is. We don't have the capacity to know who God is anymore. Because so many things are filled, we're filled with capacity to it. Information. We're over-information. We're over-electronic. We're over-entertained. We're over-sports. We're overworked. We're over in everything of materialism. There's no time. There's no space for God. And what our lady is showing us, as you start to convert, you feel all alone. You feel like you've gone over these long trips with our lady. And this road we're traveling down into something that's happening in the future while heaven watches this battle, that we need her to walk with us for a while. We need to see and feel her hand. We need to hold her. And she's here as a mother to do this in a short piece of time. 33 years, people may think it's a long time. It's not. It's, it's going to be gone one day tomorrow. Yaakov did everything and took for granted a lot of things about the apparitions because his age and just he always had a lady. And then one day before it ends, our lady comes and says, Yaakov is over tomorrow. He cried for three months nonstop. Nonstop. And I'm not saying our lady... He's given that apparition because of some special reasons other than what I believe is they would die. How do, how do you live seeing heaven every day? How do you have a, a flu and when you see her that disappears knowing that you're seeing in the, with Garden, Garden of Eden that there's no sickness in heaven, that those sicknesses even go away when they see the Virgin Mary. All these experiences and, and the love and the intensity of that and then say no more apparitions. She has to give them at least one apparition a year so they can stay alive to look forward to something. And so we're going on this trip all along. And it's not pleasant. And we have to have just enough vision of this and prayer increasing daily our capacity to grasp that this is this we're going to come up to that day. Tomorrow will be my last daily apparitions. But we can always remember, she said, I'll walk with you even when my eyes and heart's not here, I'll still be walking with you. Which is a beautiful thing for us to look forward to and sad thing at the same time. It's a long trip alone Over sand and stone that lie along the road And we all must travel down So maybe you could walk with me a while And 
Maybe I could rest beneath your smile Everybody stumbles sometimes And needs a hand to hold Cause it's a long trip along It's a short piece of time But just enough to find A little peace of mind Under the sun somewhere So maybe you could walk with me a while Maybe I could rest Beneath your smile You know we can't afford to let one moment pass us by Cause it's a short piece of time And I don't know where I'd be without your head indeed a very long trip to be alone, which is the reason why a friend of Medjugorje instituted a number of years ago the How to New Communities Convention. Uh, those of you who have attended in, in the past, the last several conventions, you know uh, what it's like, you know what you learned from those. And uh, so we invite you again, April the 29th through May the 1st, that's a little over a month from now, April the 29th through May the 1st, to attend the How to New Communities Convention. You had to have read they fired the first shot in order to attend the convention. And even if you've been here before, a friend of Medjugorje is speaking, of course, through the course of the broadcast tonight about increasing capacity. And so even if you've been here before, and of course, yes, we do have some new speakers, but even if we didn't have new speakers, uh, the way the way of the message is, is that there's always something new to take away from it. There's always something new that you can that brought to a different level, to a new level, 
perhaps uh, maybe even maturing to a level that you weren't able to get in the first or second convention that you might have attended. So this t- uh, this convention is not only for the people who have not attended, it's, it's particularly also mostly for people who actually already have attended, that you can increase your capacity even more. And I can just tell you, in the, the last number of days, we've been working on the audiobook for They Fired the First Shot. And just listening to some of the things that are written in the book, there's things that we come across that sometimes we say, oh, you don't, we don't even remember reading them. And we've read the book countless times, and yet uh, we get to another point where God wants to show us something, and something hits us very strong in a way that didn't necessarily hit us that way, or maybe we didn't see before. So uh, I'm I'm looking forward to the convention. All of us here are looking forward to the convention because we want to increase our capacity. And so again, that's April the 29th through May the 1st. That's I believe a Tuesday through a a Tuesday, Wednesday, and a Thursday. And uh, so again, there's information on medj.com, mej.com. You can get information on there. It is limited to the first 400 people. And so it's important that you secure your place very very quickly. Those those places go very very fast. So it's important that uh, that you make those reservations right now. And you can always call Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Again, 205-672-2000 for more information. We had, of course, today is Saturday work day. We say often we work five days for God and one day for ourselves. Saturday is our primary day. The mission shutdowns, uh, shutdowns, and we do whatever agricultural things and necessities for us to sustain ourselves so we'll be using donations to live by to the maximum possibility. Makes our mission more efficient. But one beautiful thing on Saturday work days is everybody's together. Like right now we're cleaning some equipment for making cheese and things like that. And it's stainless steel so you have five or six girls sitting there working on one thing. The guys are putting pounding up in the dairy. And we're around the barn and the kids are riding bicycles and running around. It's just like a fairy tale. Somebody was just recently here. They told Joan, you, that they feel like they're at the little house on the prairie. And it's a beautiful scene when you come up and see that because it's the way of life. The messages has shown us how to live. My daughter told me a story yesterday that happened. That we got the long hill going down toward the highway down there that five or six kids were going to go. She was going to walk with them so that she could get them across the street. And she, uh, we want the young kids cross without themselves. Well, one of them didn't have brakes. And she starts picking up speed. Cars are coming down to the, to the road. And she gets faster and faster where she couldn't stop. And they're screaming to her. And they tell, my daughter says she screams to her to, to cra- just crash, just crash. Right before she gets to the road, she goes up into the woods and flips over and everything gets hurt a little bit. But I say that because... They'll remember that. This is this is a life story. And, of course, everybody's got those things in their neighborhoods. But here it's particularly different because we're saturated in prayer. Our life is based in the message. And we live in a more simple way, and it surrounds the same things. It's not going gallivanting around the malls. It's not going all over the place. It's here, and that's our news. So this is the things that happened this week. While she's telling that, somebody comes up with a Dixie cup that's red that you drink out of. She's got bleach in it. Somebody else tells her, don't. Don't put bleach in a cup like that. When the kids will see that, they'll drink it. And I triggered a memory from when I was three years old, and I found out probably when I was told about 10, I knew it and remembered it, but I was shocked that I was three that I could remember something. I, but I remember walking around my dad's truck, picking up a glass milk jug, crystal clear water in it, and turning it up and guggling it. It was middle spirits. 
I barely made it back to him. He knew what happened. He put two to get together. I remember going to the hospital. I stayed there two weeks. My stomach was pumped. They didn't know if I was going to make it to start with. But I remember that. I remember the smells. I remember the, the green lifts he was painting the house with at that time and, and walking around the, the truck. So things are in our memories burned into us. What are you creating with your life? What kind of memories is it? And one thing here is beautiful memories. Two Saturdays ago, we all went up to the mountain for our 5 a.m. prayer instead of the field. We're up there. It's getting daylight. And silence is broken by the roosters down here in our valley. What that triggered in me was the memory of being in Medjugorje on Cross Mountain, hearing the roosters off in the distance. Many of you listening to this have heard that. Of course, their way of life's going away, the agricultural life, the agrarian way of life. What a loss. But it, it was an identical sound to Medjugorje. It brought the feeling back. And then we got a cross right there, identical to Medjugorje, down to the 16th of an inch, probably. At least an eighth of an inch, a quarter inch. Our Lady's given us a beautiful, beautiful way to live. And so you're hearing these things, and you, you think about that, and Our Lady wants us to have good memories. She wants the news of the day that we heard this morning, and everybody getting together and talking because we're so busy on phones and walking and doing the mission and separated in a print shop or wherever, or some, some of the agricultural stuff does have to be happening about taking care of during the week. But we have these things with us and the, and the memories. You have to, on your deathbed, think about what kind of memories do you want? Do you want to continue life as it is? Or do you want to go into a whole new life that will bloom out into something very, very beautiful? Because everything falls down. And the culture's going down. And when it does, you want all your memories going to soccer on Saturday or going to sports or or. or or contributing nothing to your way of life? Or to have a rich history. Hey, do you remember when Angela was going down the hill 10 years ago and she read, she almost got killed and she went off to the side? They, they had, that's their life. We have stuff. We don't have it competed with television. All the kids were out there instead of some of them on the cell phone or inside watching TV. We're all together on Saturdays. And it's fun. It's enjoyable. Just being together. Just a social life. With love. With the message. So when things do fall down, what do you want to be thinking about? What do you want to be living in your heart when you're on your deathbed 40 years from now? Are they offering you something, something very, very beautiful? And all you have to do is say yes to it. Worn and weathered with its roof sunk in Stands an old barn in an empty field Just a husk left now from its glory days I bet it's been forty years since the loft held day They all fall down all fall down When I close my eyes I can resurrect Every broken board Every chip of pain 
Touch the walls of the sampler time When the barnyard was the center of life They all fall down They all fall down There are memories there That strain to be heard As the rooster crows The new world turns crying out as we pass Walls, rafters, and rusted nails Held strong through joy and hardship there Though my heart grows heavy, I realize The barn had served its purpose in they all fall down They all fall down They all fall down They all fall down Worn and weathered with its roof sunk in Stands an old barn in an empty Through the years, we've taken many, many, many pictures. And we've got to where in January, we pick out the picture of the year. Around 1997, our picture of the year was the barn. Just an old barn sitting out there where the dairy is now. And it's beautiful. And the memories, when I see the picture, and we printed it out just for this show because I knew the song was coming up, I wanted to just look at it. And my heart longs for it, and I can remember stories and things that happened and different things happened with the horses and the cows out there back then. You create the life you will remember. Think about that 20 years down the road. It'll be beautiful looking back on peace. It'll be horrible looking back on hell. Make a decision. Our lady's calling. There's an investment to make with a huge payback. Or you can be in debt, slave to this life, and drown. Our lady doesn't want this for you. We wish you, Our Lady. We love you. Good night. <laughs> 